Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Life Series, Part 2 by Tattooed Laura on AO3. Rating, General Audiences. Chapter 4, Bacon. He woke to some sort of liquid running down his arm. Opening first left, then right eye, he saw a flop of red hair, dangerously close to his nose, threatening an epic sneeze and a peaceful Sunday morning. Blowing ever so gently, he moved the most sinister of hairs, then caught sight of Scully's open mouth against his arm, the telltale glisten of drool hovering at the corners. Now, she drooled on him plenty, in cars, on planes, in lobbies, waiting rooms, vinyl chairs, and cloth-covered couches, but never, and he repeated the word never in his head a second, then a third time, never while she was completely and totally, utterly, and begrudgingly, bare-ass naked under plaid sheets in his bedroom. Never. That was more than enough to fuel his partial erection, but he also realized that regardless of how naked she was beside him, he still had to pee. Extraction from Scully proved more difficult than he imagined. However, his trapped arm holding not only her head upright, but his hand was also wedged neatly under her belly, fingers resting in what he assumed was most likely her belly button, but possibly also her bullet wound scar. Damn him and his fingers being only four inches above the starting line to early morning fun and his full bladder forcing its way front and center. Scully. Nothing. Scully. Moving his neck enough to bump into her forehead. Hey, woman, wake up, or I'm going to pee all over this bed. With a low growl and a grunt that made him grin, she dragged her face off him, dropping straight to the mattress, nose bent, and eyes smushed into soft cotton. Taking what he could get, he slid from the bed, skirted the footboard, and made a beeline for the bathroom, feeling as if he had mere seconds to spare before full-on bladder explosion. Finally emerging a few minutes later, he met Scully's blinking gaze, her hair a mess, and sheets haphazardly pulled to below her waist. You got Guinness in there with you, going for a record? Yep, missed by 2.5 seconds and a shaking drop. You look kind of hot right there, with that cast and bright white butt shining in the morning sun. But I gotta say, once you start talking about pee and a shaking drop, I just... You are damn near irresistible. Such big words for such a tiny, drooling creature. Padding sheets, she nodded at him. Have you seen any of my clothes? I'm hungry and can't go buy breakfast without them. Clumping back to her. What? You don't want to spend the day in bed with me, unclothed, while I eat ham and eggs from your belly? The look she shot him was priceless, but he could see the twinkle in her semi-awake eyes. You'd have had me with bacon and waffles. Pointing at her, motioning his fingers in circles to indicate a small area, namely the bed. You give me half an hour, and I will have waffles and bacon here, and we will not leave this apartment until absolutely goddamn necessary. Scully ran a hand through her tangles. In the meantime, am I allowed to shower? Do whatever. Just make sure you're back in that bed in 20 minutes. 
I'll slip Jimmy a 50 and see if he can't cook my order faster. He already had on his boxers and was struggling with a pair of shorts. Eagerness overwhelming balance. You think you'll make it there, Sparky, without breaking the other leg? Shorts successfully hanging on hips. He pulled a t-shirt on, inside out, and jammed his one bare foot into his sneaker. 20 minutes. Jimmy refused the money, giving him his food quickly and efficiently. Mulder's face clearly broadcasting that he had a woman in his apartment who needed food, and she was naked, so move your ass with her breakfast. Once back in the apartment, he carried the food to the bedroom, expecting to find it empty with Scully still in the shower, but instead found her fast asleep, curled on her side of the bed. Holy hell, she had a side of the bed. What hair spread across a towel on top of the pillow? He simply shook his head. Today was a scully, super fast, out of control, five-minute shower kind of a day. She could do that kind of thing. Wake up, get in the shower, wash clean, get out, get dressed, get going, before he had a chance to do more than yawn and scratch parts. Her five-minute showers were usually sans leg shaving, but as she once put it, her five-minute showers were usually sans leg shaving, but as she put it once, her skirted legs wrapped tightly around the neck of a suspect on someone's front lawn at 2.30 in the afternoon. Who really gave a shit about a little bit of stubble when you could give a potential serial killer Indian rub burn with your calves? That was one of the first times he seriously debated just banging her for all he was worth in the backseat of their rental in the shade of a rest stop down the aimless highway. And speaking of such rituals, he didn't have a rental, a rest stop, or a highway but he had bacon and waffles per request, and they were not going to waste if he had anything to do with it. Mulder, I really, really need to get back to my apartment. I have a suitcase full of dirty clothes and a mother to call to let her know I'm home and alive and she can stop watering my plant. You can't call her from here. The look she gave him could have been bottled and sold as, what the fuck is wrong? I cannot call my mother the day I ditched church going to have bacon and waffle sex from said associated sinner's home. She'll know and just. Knowing she sounded stupid as hell and grinning slowly, mirroring her look, Scully gave up. Oh my God, I'm 12 again and lifting a dollar from my mom's purse for ice cream. Mulder leaned over, grabbing his phone from the nightstand and never taking his eyes off her. He dialed Maggie, his wicked smile keeping her still a perverse wonder at just what he was going to tell her. Maggie, it's Fox. Yeah, she's home, and wanted to let you know that you don't have to water anything today. Um, last night, actually. Yeah, I invited her to have breakfast this morning. Then she fell asleep, so... I'll have her call you later. Thanks. Um, yeah, we'll be there. Okay, bye. Hanging up. So now we just do laundry here, and you can take your pants back off. Why do I keep you again? Because you read Eminem me to Jupiter and back. Pulling him up by the hand, she kissed him before scooting his shoes towards his feet. I was thinking to infinity and beyond. The prospect of Scully and infinity pulsed unbelievably through his veins. Is this your subtle way of inviting me back to your place so I can watch you wash your unmentionables? Pretty much. Tightening his grip on her hand, He locked his door behind him. You know I'm going to mention them, right? And by mention, I mean ogle, and possibly practice unhooking your bras, so I'll be proficient at it the next time. Meaning tonight, 
when I go to do it, while sitting next to you on the couch. She made out with him for two floors of bliss against the side of the elevator and left him leaning on the wall while she slipped out of the doors into the lobby. He rode the elevator to the third floor and back down with his neighbor, Mr. Chavez, because his brain didn't have enough blood to follow her off in the first place. Scully approved, walking just a little closer to him as he guided her to her car. Chapter 5. Stumbling. They had two weeks. Two weeks of pure, happy, saccharine, sweet nonsense between them before Mulder's foot was declared safe to use. His therapy going well, his pins removed, his swelling down, and his spirits up. Then the phone rang. Looking up at her, chin perched on hip. Why does Skinner always call? I mean, he's got a secretary for a reason. Seriously, you'd think that man would delegate crap like this to someone else. Scully, looking down past her chest to see him, hair tousled, eyes half drunk with want of both sleep and her. Maybe he likes the sound of your voice. Dropping his head sideways into the dip of her thighs, he debated. It does sound rather nice. With a smile, she wiggled her legs, rolling his head back and forth. Come on, we gotta go bully our way onto a flight for Butte. Mulder groaned as he flopped off her. I'm calling it butt from now on. Thirteen days later, Stan Parker had killed six people. Two by beheading, one by dull axe, and three by drawn and quarter. He'd crashed Scully's car by draining the brake fluid, kidnapped two children off the local sheriff, raped one very lucky tourist who managed to get away instead of becoming beheading victim number three. He gave Mulder nightmares that drove him to five-hour energy in Red Bull, and Scully to sleeping in the police station, showering at the motel only when the door was double-locked with a chair jammed under the knob. Nobody joked. Nobody ate. Nobody joked. Nobody ate. Nobody did anything but fear what would happen next. Taking it as his personal mission, Mulder ignored everything but Stan Parker, delving into the suspect's mind with such fervor that when Scully touched his shoulder to get his attention, he smacked her hand off him, growling, go away, without ever looking up. She knew it was the work and not her, but given she was trying to tell him about the accident, she got pissed, slammed her palms on the table, knocking water and soda over in the process, sending a jolting pain through her arms. Do I have to be openly bleeding for you to turn around? He didn't. She walked away, using the ladies' room to clean up, answering another detective's questions and letting Mulder hear about the incident from someone else. Scully settled uncomfortably in a small conference room, her side bruised and aching, her head pounding, her mind running circles around itself, burning trails of half-formed thoughts colliding and exploding one after another, a scream building at the base of her throat, never sounding, never dissipating, just waiting. Scully. He saw her eyes glittering in the half-light, open and hard when she didn't answer. He crouched in front of her, face cast up, hands on thighs. I'm sorry. I... I'm sorry. Benedict just told me. Running his fingers over her jeans, squeezing her muscles lightly. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him and catch him and beat him and kill him. Easy as that. I just need to get further into his head. I'm almost there. I can feel it. Just another day and I'll have him. We'll have him. Just one more day. 
anger with him dissolved, hands sliding quietly over his. You need some sleep. I need to catch this guy. We will. But you on caffeine for four days straight isn't going to help anyone do anything. Moving up to elbows. Will you sit with me? Maybe take a nap. Knowing the stimulants in his system wouldn't allow him to sit, let alone close his eyes, he shook his head. Later, right now, I need to know if you're really okay. He reached up, touching her shoulder, and immediately, she sent a wincing grimace and a muttered fuck out into the universe. Face creasing in concern, he stood up, pulling gently at the loose shirt she had on. How bad? Too tired to care at the invasion by her partner for the world to see, she tilted her head as best she could, showing him the already dark, foreboding bruises crawling down her shoulder and back. Nothing's broken, just a large chunk of the back door to my side. It'll be fine in a few days. Kissing her lightly below the left ear before standing. At least it's not your shooting arm. Spoken like a true FBI agent. He wouldn't be able to say anything right tonight, so he simply kissed her again, this time on the forehead. Take a nap, find me when you wake up, and we'll see what more we can do to get this bastard. Snagging him by the belt loop. Hey. Yeah. I love you. This time it was the swiftest of kisses to her mouth. I love you too. Now go to sleep. Stan Parker was shot by Mulder, dead center of the forehead, as he attempted to slice through a crying woman's throat with a butter knife. Scully dropped her knees beside the hysterical woman before Stan hit the ground, trusting in Mulder's shot more than she trusted her mother's ability to make a decent strawberry pie. Accompanying her to the hospital, Scully didn't see Mulder again until nearly 2 a.m., when she found him leaning on a wall in a semi-dark hallway, hands in pockets and eyes shut. Without pretense to warn him of her arrival, she slipped her arms through his, pressing against his chest while he first jumped at the shock of warm body, then curled around her, recognizing scent, feel, breath, and heartbeat without assistance of vision. Nestling his face in her hair, can we go home yet? Just as soon as I return a call to Skinner and take a shower, and take a nap. How are you doing? All the paperwork done? Sure, except for the signatures, descriptions, weapons report, and final summary. Pretty sure it was the exhaustion. She chuckled, then laughed into his shirt, which smelled of gunpowder and sweat. We are stuck here tomorrow then, aren't we? Depends on if we want to go back to the station now. It'll probably take us a few hours at most. Then we can sleep tomorrow. Rarely did he suggest paperwork over slumber, shifting her head, looking up at his chin and nose. Are you still on your caffeine high? I think I just want to get it over with so I can lay down with you and rediscover skin and sleep without giving a shit about butter knives. She could wait a few hours to sleep. Returning Skinner's call with the gleeful highlight of the 4 a.m. hour, which immediately crashed and burned once Scully learned they were leaving as soon as possible for Arlington, Louisiana, the right-now home of somebody who enjoyed feeding live people to rabid and starving wolves through the lure of peanut butter. Where the hell do these people come from, sir? Seriously, peanut butter? Skinner, groggy but alert, enough to sympathize. They come from hell, Agent Scully. Fifth or sixth level minimum. She could hear the apology in his voice. Contrary to how Mulder complained about their boss, Skinner really did take care of them, 
giving them leave when necessary, and at least a day or two off between cases if possible, making sure to warn them he was coming down to their hovel so he didn't catch anything he didn't want to see, even though he had no idea if anything he didn't want to see was happening in the first place, but he really didn't want to come across them accidentally, so he took careful preventative measures. It's okay. Mulder might curse you for a few hours, but once he gets some sleep, he'll be fine. What about you? Wishing me dead yet? Nah, maybe a minor chest cold or a light bout of food poisoning, but that's it. Chuckling. Let me know how things are going. Will do. Hanging up, she drew a deep breath. Knowing Mulder would do more than a little cursing about their boss once he heard their plans for the next week or so. And he did. Luckily, they were in the car at this point, and she was the only one privileged enough to hear his slanderous string of emphatic prose, complete with two fist beatings on the passenger door and a forceful huff of growled air. Better than she expected, actually. They stumbled literally onto the plane, Mulder nearly taking out a nice old man in the process of tripping on the lip of the gangway door. Scully steadied him instantly, regretting it when her shoulder pulled, but glad she saved the old man from certain crushing death by FBI. Mulder apologized as best he could, then navigated them to their seats, stowing carry-ons before dropping heavily into his chair, motioning for her to sit down. So I can lean on you and take a nap. They were both soundly out before the plane finished boarding, sleeping through takeoff, snacks, drinks, turbulence, and landing, only stirring once the flight attendant shook them awake. You might want to think about exiting or the cleaning crew is liable to haul you away at the trash. Penetrating Scully's brain first, she roused Mulder the rest of the way, then got them off the plane and into the lobby, where Mulder stopped dead. Can we just sleep here? Taking both hand and luggage handle, come on. We gotta get a cab to a hotel somewhere so we can sleep three hours before we go back to work. Where are we again? Louisiana. Remind me to hit Skinner at some point for this. Two rooms paid for. Mulder followed Scully into hers, dropping bags and jeans in one swift stroke. Holding the wall for support, he pulled his shoes through his pants and leaving shirt on, crashed to the bed. If anyone wakes me in the next five hours... They're going to wish they had never heard the name Fox Mulder. Following suit, she shredded sweater, shoes, and slacks, trading them for a cold breeze that gave her goosebumps, and then a warm Mulder who pulled her close. What if I wake you in the next five hours? We'll negotiate the threat. Chapter 6. Trail Mix. Thirteen days later, after another quick stop in Barstow, California, for some stupid-ass background check on some asshole who ended up needing arresting for his massive stash of illegal guns and even more illegal immigrants. They were in the air over Colorado, relaxing with four bags of peanuts, two of pretzels, and one vending machine bag of M&Ms between them, all poured into an empty cup to create a munchable trail mix. They were surrounded by a dark, hustled 12 a.m., 2 a.m. at home. Scully always put them on home time the moment they stepped on the plane. Peacefulness broken, only by the hum of engines and the snores of the man across the aisle. Tucking the armrest up and away, Scully shifted her legs and dipped her head to rest on his shoulder, digging for candies in order to eat them in rainbow order. I would like to request no cases that involve air flight for the next few weeks, okay? Nothing more than 30 miles away. Tops. Mulder snagged a red one 
handing it to her with a weary smile. Tired of racking up the frequent flyer miles? Just tired. I could do with some home cooking, some loud family, and some uninterrupted sleep next to you. Dropping a salty lip kiss to her hair. Well, you'll get some sleep tonight, maybe, depending on if we want to go into work tomorrow and get the cases finished up. But regardless of that, since tomorrow is Thursday, you'll have home cooking and the ladies, while not family in their traditional sense, they'll be loud and gossipy enough to feel like Charlie and Dave are there. Her cheeks pushed into a smile that Mulder could feel against his arm. I think we should drink some and cheat some and then sleep some out back in the hammock. He would have been just fine with only the hammock sleeping, but he did have to try to win back 3775 from Ellie and 1425 from his partner. We should go over there when we land. Then we'll be nice and drunk by the time the cards come out. Yawning, her eyes slipped shut. I don't think we can have loud, noisy sex at 7 a.m. in my mother's house. We can if I give her a 20 and tell her to go to the movies. Hand gliding over thigh, voice sweetly slurred. I'll spring for the popcorn. Mulder quietly told her already sleeping form. I'll wake you when we land. It took an extra two hours to land, between the bone-jarring turbulence they ran into and the alternate route they were forced to take given the intense storm that shifted track and took a giant dump right on their flight path. The first jolting drop of the plane woke Scully up. Terrified and confused, hand blindly groping for something steady to latch onto. Mulder, because he was Mulder, was ready for her clenching white digits, having watched the faint lightning growing brighter in the unshaded window, wishing to the unformed god outside that he'd calm his thundering ass down just until they landed and he had her safely at home. Then the skies could rip themselves apart. Finally on the ground, Scully looked wrecked. Her face peaked, her appendages like ice. Taxiing to the gate, he could hear her sigh of relief. Thirty miles, Mulder. So help me. Thirty miles. I'll do my best. They fell into her bed long after the sun rose, and the world awoke. Pajamas haphazard, socks twisted around toes, covered pulled up around noses, Mulder's hand buried deep within her shirt, palms suctioned to the warm skin on the underside of her breast. They would have stayed that way into Friday, but bladder won out, around three. Mulder reluctantly shifting, eyes closed, immediate doorframe crashing sound in the future, to the bathroom, swearing loud enough to rouse his partner, once future crashing became present pain. Y'all right? Her voice, still sleepy and dreamy, slid its way to his ears. His second and third swear held back for decorum purposes. Yeah, just the stupid doorway again. Scully lifted her head enough to make sure he was still alive, then dropped back to the warm pillow. At least you have nine other toes to stand on. Fearing he wasn't going to make it to the toilet in time, he forewent closing the bathroom door, peeing while wincing while calling back to her. Eight. Took out a pinky and that useless one next to it. He found her smiling when he returned, drying his hands on his pants. I figured you'd be back to sleep by now. Her smile went typical to tantalizing instantly, her eyes giving him the quickest of once-overs, making his toe pain a thing of the past. I recall something about you and me and things happening. Dropping to his knees beside her, 
I like things. I mean, I really like things. But can you hold that thought for maybe five minutes? I haven't showered in two days or brushed my teeth since yesterday, and I'd prefer you not cringe at the smell of me while I'm pulling my best moves on you. He looked so nervously pathetic that she laughed. How about I shower with you? Because now that we're being honest about it, I probably don't smell that great either, given fear and planes make for sweaty partner. Mulder kissed her quickly and then stood up. Come on, I've got some shower moves you might enjoy. Shower moves? Yeah, but you gotta come see them. Words aren't enough. Moving fast, she dance-hopped close behind, plucking at his shirt as she went. They were good moves. They finally got in the car a little after five, bodies dry and clothing appropriate, the slight hint of sex glinting in Mulder's eye and Scully's upturned lips. He laughed at her smirk as he started the jeep. Every one of the ladies is going to know you did naughty things to me. I did them right back. This time it was his grin, his giddy little head wiggle and shoulder jiggle that made her return the laugh. Damn right. Luckily, Mom has probably already told them that we're us now, so not so surreptitious glances between them. It should be a pretty normal night. Have you met these women? The ladies, once they got there, did not disappoint. Betty took one look and clapped her hands together in conspiratorial glee, calling back over her shoulder, Ladies, you owe me five dollars each. There was a collective groan from the kitchen while Betty leaned into them, eye-winking. I told them you'd be late because you were having relations. Mulder burst forth with an uninhibited blast as he pulled Betty in for a hug. I love you so much, Betty. Scully should be jealous. The older woman laughed as well, hauling Scully into the embrace. No need for jealousy. Whispering loudly up to Mulder. You're too tall for me, dear. I'd never be able to reach your face. Scully whispered back. That's what stairs and chairs are for. Betty stepped back, patting Scully on the arm. Then carry on. Maggie, however, didn't let them carry on coming down the hall with a spoon, a plate, and a purpose. What are you all doing just standing there? There's lasagna to be had and bets to collect on. Plus, Ruth made her special punch. Mulder looked down at Scully. Special punch? Why have I never heard of the special punch? Her mouth could already taste the next several hours. It takes a good four days to recover from and dyes your tongue blue for a week. You need a heavy lifting license, and Ruth doesn't issue them to just anyone. You should feel privileged. Then why the hell are we standing here? With a little skip, Scully pulled him forward down the hall. No idea. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.